coming to you live from the basement of an abandoned house in the middle of a field. It's the Derek Izzy Show. Derek Izzy Show. I am the aforementioned host, Mr. Izzy. I'd like to thank Moses Ronald for that wonderful introduction. Hey Moses, are you ready for today's show? I guess somebody. What's it about? Well, I, I can't tell you what it's about. It's going to be a surprise. Don't you want to be surprised like the rest of the listeners in our audience? Yeah, I like surprises, but I'm not sure about this one. Is it going to be scary? No, today's show is not one of the scary ones. However, it will be a very enlightening version of something that happened in U.S. history. Someone who you may not have heard of, but a name that you should definitely know. First, I'm going to thank the show's sponsors. We've got the lifelong sponsor, Izzy Racquetball. Just go to the website, IzzyRacquetball.com and place your order today. Our other sponsor, NatureBox. If you click on the link, you can go to NatureBox's website and you can make a purchase. The purchase that I make is $20 a month, gets you five snacks, and they are all delicious. You have my word on that. I guarantee it. Listeners to my show, just click on the link on my website. That will take you directly to them, and you will be able to save 50% off your first order. But you have to go to DerekIzzy.com and click on that link in order to get that 50% off. And now, on to the topic of today's show. Today's show is about a woman named Sarah Breedlove, born December 23rd, 1867. She was the sixth of her family's children, but she was the first to be born into freedom. Her parents were sharecroppers and they were slaves, but due to the signing of the Emancipation Proclamation in 1863, her birth in 1867 made her the first freed person in her family. In 1872, her mom died. Shortly after this, her father died, leaving her as an orphan at age six or seven. Now, having nowhere to go as a young child, she moved in with her sister, and unfortunately, her sister's abusive husband. Years and years of this abuse had prompted her to leave. At age 14, in order to get away from the abuse, she took off and got married. She married a man named Moses McWilliams. At age 17, she had a daughter, Lilia. At age 20, her husband Moses suddenly died. Now, this lady has experienced some tragic events in her life from her birth and her rough upbringing. Her family was very poor. After her husband died, she's only 20 years old, but she's been through so many things. She picks up and moves to St. Louis, where she had three brothers who lived in St. Louis, and they were all barbers. They were able to get her a job as a washerwoman. 
Now, the washerwomen dealt with a lot of harsh chemicals when they would clean to get out all the germs and dirt that they could find as part of their job duties. So this is back in the 1890s. A possible side effect we see happening is that Sarah starts losing her hair. Now, some of the historical records conflict with each other. Several sources say Sarah started losing her hair because of the chemicals and the cleaning products that she was using. However, there's also sources that say it was simply due to her diet. Uh, women of the late 1800s had a very, very unhealthy diet, and that could have led to her hair loss. Instead of letting this hair loss defeat her, it motivated her to find a cure. In 1904, she started selling hair care products for a woman named Annie Turnbow Malone. She had her own line of African-American hair care products. Sarah Breedlove became a star salesperson for her. Shortly thereafter, she married a man named Charles Walker, who was a newspaper ad salesman. His expertise in marketing, combined with her knowledge of hair care products and her inventive nature created an unstoppable startup. Her invention was a hair care ointment. It's a special hair oil, a psoriasis scalp treatment, and a hot comb that became her legacy. Her hair care products straightened the hair of African-American women as well as helped their hair to grow. Now, if you ask her about her hair care products, she always emphasized the growth aspect over the straightening aspect. At a time when African-American women were interacting with the white world more often, the straightening product helped those women fit more into the white world image of what a woman should look like. It wasn't until the 1960s that black women began to widely question the idea of straightening black hair to fit in. So whenever Sarah talked about the benefits of her products, she always emphasized the hair growth aspect over the straightening aspect of her products. She was a very proud woman, and she believed in giving back to society. She donated a large amount of money to different foundations she started her own college in Pittsburgh where beauticians could be trained in all aspects of her hair care products. She developed a way of selling her products and hiring agents to sell those products for her. Selling her cosmetics is what really got her business off the ground, fostering a professional image, holding high standards. Not only did she put people on the ground selling her products, she employed them and she wanted them to be not only successful, she also wanted them to project a clean and professional image. That was very important to her business model. She had very high standards for her products and her people. She offered financial incentives for them to promote a professional image. To keep her agents more loyal, she organized them into a national association offered cash incentives to those who promoted her values. In the same way, she organized the National Negro Cosmetics Manufacturers Association in 1917. She always said she was not merely satisfied 
making money just for herself, but she's endeavoring to provide employment for hundreds of women of her race. And for her, it wasn't just about pay. As I said earlier, she wanted her women to be professional. In 1915, she specifically stated in her sales manual, under the title Hints to Agents, she advises them, open your windows, air it well, keep your teeth clean in order that your breath might be sweet. See that your fingernails are kept clean, as that is a mark of refinement. Sarah Breedlove really had the entire concept down. She knew how to be proper and professional. She wanted everybody in her company to be professional and to foster that same image. This really got her products off the ground. At one time, her company had grown so large that she had employed 3,000 people. What her business really did was allowed many women in the African-American community to achieve economic success. She had the foresight to incorporate her business. Even when she couldn't attract big-name backers, she invested $10,000 of her own money, thus making herself the sole shareholder of her new company. Headquartered with a state-of-the-art factory and school in Indianapolis, perhaps the most important aspect of her business was she transformed her customers into agents who, for a handsome commission, multiplied her ability to reach new markets. This was a business that she grew from the ground up, organizing her agents, agent operators, helping them not just be successful in the hair care business, but also in charitable work and community service. In 1917, when they held their first national convention of sales agents, the business was grossing $500,000 a year. When Sarah Breedlove died in 1919, she left a large fortune, over a million dollars, giving two-thirds of it to groups like the NAACP, churches, colleges, and one-third to her daughter. Her daughter was named the president of the business so that the operation could continue to grow. If you have not guessed by now, our Sarah Breedlove was none other than Madam C.J. Walker of Madam C.J. Walker's Hair Products, the very first self-made female millionaire in the United States, as well as the first self-made African-American female millionaire in the United States. And now you know the rest of the story. As always, thanks for listening. Tune in every month for a new podcast, teaching you something new and valuable about American history and those who have come before us and the life lessons that they have learned, as well as the lessons they have taught us. Visit the sponsors, IzzyRacketball.com. Click on the link for NatureBox on the website. Do not call the podcast hotline. We have had to disable the podcast hotline, so that is no longer valid. But if you do want to make a show suggestion, you can always shoot me an email. Derek at DerekIzzy.com. That's D-E-R-E-K at D-E-R-E-K-I-Z-Z-I dot com. Good day. Thank you.
Thank you.